Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Pleasant. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, one and all. We welcome you to our another edition of Virgin Island Small Business Showcase. This is a show where we take Virgin Island businesses and we showcase them so that you can know what's going on in the Virgin Islands. Today, we have two guests, both of them ladies, both of them coming back home to the Virgin Islands. And both of them bring a service that will help the Virgin Elves. I'm your host, HNA Gibbs. I'll be chatting with them momentarily. So let's turn to Dr. Vincentia Paul Constantine and see who she is. Dr. Vincent or Dr. Paul. Yes, How are good you, afternoon. Ma'am? I am doing well. How are you? Good afternoon. Very well, thank you. Now, are you from St. Thomas or from St. Croix? I was raised on St. Croix, but I attended UVI on St. Thomas. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. Very good. And let's go to your partner, doctor. You're the doctor. Jessica White. Jessica, good afternoon. Yes, good afternoon. I'm Jessica. All right. Sure. Hello. Hold in a little bit about yourself, please. I'm sorry? Tell the audience a little bit about yourself, please. Um, I'm originally from St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, and um, I'm a product of education there in the Virgin Islands. I grew up there, and um, I'm glad to just be able to provide a service to give back to our community. Fantastic. We're all doing the same thing. How about that? Okay. Well, Dr. So just say for short, Dr. Paul. Yes. Okay, great. Tell me now, you are a mental health professional. Uh, what directed you into the, the professional mental health? How did you turn into that? Well, um, it's I actually service areas of mental health and special education, so I'm a dual um, individual. I serve in both capacities. And um, I entered the mental health profession 
um, as pretty much in an effort to learn me and learn human behaviors and the situations I encountered as a child. So it was strictly about human behavior for me, which just catapulted into something else, branching into special education. Um, I see those two entities um, pretty pretty close and as less distant as the, the larger community would see. So this is why I've collaborated efforts in those two areas. Sure, sure. Now you're moving to Atlanta, but you're coming back to St. Thomas and service the Virgin Islands. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, we are so excited to come back home and, and give um, to our yes. community what we've been doing in the Atlanta area for um, fifteen over 15 years. Wow. So now this is a silly question for me to ask you, but I think our audience would like to know why you choosing to come back home. I'll let Jessica go first. (laughs) Sure. Um, Sorry, Jessica, go ahead. Sure. For me, it's a personal personal thing. Um, I have a sibling who currently lives with um, mental health um, concerns in the Virgin Islands. I understand the limitations that they currently have. And so as a result, um, I would like to be able to give back and be able to service a community that I know that is in such dire need right now. Okay. Now you put together and, and the two you ladies. Oh, go ahead. I, I was going to add to what Jessica said and said that I have been so fortunate to be given the opportunity to work as a consultant um, in the Virgin Islands for a number oh. of years and um, also some countries in the Caribbean. Um, so um, it's been one of my lifelong goals to not only meet the needs of, you know, the Georgia uh, residents, but to just come back home and, and just give off these very same services to the people who are responsible and cultivating who I am today. Sure, sure. So the next question I ask you is, you put together this organization called CW Educational and Behavioral Center. Now, is it going to be functioning as an outpatient center, outpatient clinic? Yes, it's, it's an outpatient um, center. It's, it's um, all-encompassing. It will service individuals with cognitive um, challenges, social challenges, including behavioral health. So this is not affiliated with any particular hospital. However, um, we envision ourselves to be almost like the hub in the Virgin Islands servicing individuals with unique needs. So that is our um, vision for CW. Okay. CW. Short, huh? (laughs) All right. Now, what about uh, when it comes to diagnosis, what population or primary areas would you be targeted? We will be targeting a a wide range of individuals in terms of diagnoses. Um, We'll be from the behavioral standpoint where we have those um, for depression, anxiety, antisocial behaviors, schizophrenics, um, along that particular spectrum, post-traumatic 
stress. We also have sexual violence, those who have experienced a lot of trauma. But in the same token, we want to be able to address those that have um, educational concerns as well, special education, autism, and along that autism spectrum. You came at a good time. Thank you very much, Sophia. You came at a good time where the VA has been trying to look for local resources to help veterans who are suffering with PTSD. So perhaps you can connect with the VA and become a resource for them. I just do that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, from your opinion, what do you think is the prevalence of mental health in the the territory? That's a a very interesting question. Um, When we think of prevalence, and I'm going to stick to special education for a second, Um, prevalence in special education really pertains to cases we see. Um, and how equipped um, we are in handling such cases. Unfortunately, um, as we are still here in the States, it is quite difficult for us to kind of identify um, per se what exactly it is. And I don't think there is any particular set data on the prevalence, what it's special education or mental health, simply because the resources are not as abundant as they are here. So when we refer to prevalence, we're thinking about in terms of all of the challenges we are having right now in our community, um, gang, gang violence, sexual violence, um, schizophrenia. We, we're seeing a large population now occupying our streets and, and not having enough facilities to respond to the needs of the community. So... It's difficult to kind of wrap our head around what we're going to encounter once we get there, but from the outside, we know already that this is going to entake or this is going to take a collaboration, not just of CW, but a collaboration of existing um, individuals who are already on island doing this work so we can meet a larger population of individuals who fall under our services. Okay, so you're also going to be having some community uh, discussions, talks. Could you tell the audience a little bit about that, please? Sure. We're going to be having um, a few sessions, both on St. Thomas and St. Croix, where we're able to just highlight somewhat of mental illness, try to reduce what the the stigma around mental illnesses, to be able to um, educate individuals as it relates to um, special education and what they can do, and also, most importantly, to be able to get feedback from the community so they can tell us exactly what they are experiencing and we'll be able to provide them um, resources and support around their needs. And, and this is very important for us, and, and we've taken a lot of time to do this because we understand that every culture, every place, every island, every country, they have their own sets of needs. Even, even in like, let's just say the, the state of Georgia, even per county in Georgia, per city, you would have varying needs depending on the population. So we will not go in, back into the Virgin Islands believing that we know what's important to you or what's important to the residents there. So we want to get the authentic feedback. We want to have 
these conversations, and we're hoping that we can make the term mental illness as commonplace as possible, same as special education, so we're not going into our pockets, our secret areas to have these conversations. That is where we eliminate the stigma, stigma by being able to have these open, authentic conversations so we can get down to the work that must be done. Fantastic. That's a good approach. Excellent approach. Now, how would you support special education? Very, very good question. Special education is at the center of my heart. Um, I have a child with hearing impairment who's considered special needs, so this is really, really personal to me. And um, I I must say special education would involve um, a variety of approaches, including training, certification, ongoing education, identification, and appropriate support and adequate support. So for a child with one, there are 13 classifications in special education, main classifications. So for a child with one of the, I'm just going to use one, autistic, is not going to be serviced in the same area as a child with absolutely no characteristics of autism. So we need to ensure that we meet the needs of these kids based on their presenting needs or the symptoms um, in special education. So we're hoping to come in and we're hoping to, to conduct um, a needs assessment of special ed the way it is right now in the Virgin Islands and come in with our experts. We have a school psychologist on board. We have an educational psychologist on board. We have a special ed attorney on board. I'm coming in as a consultant. Wow. I work with both private and nonprofit. Um, and private schools and public schools here in Georgia. We we do curriculum modification. We do cu- curriculum training. So we're coming in with a host of experts in the area to form and to support so had, special education in the Virgin really? Islands. So you're not coming with empty guns. You're coming with a full team, at least to get things started. And who knows? It may grow yes. from there because, uh, absolutely. Um, for instance, I know there's going to be, there's a dire need for services, and definitely, if, if nothing else, the Department of Education will be clamoring at your door. Knock, knock, knock. Can you come help me? <laughs> so wishing all the best. Okay. Well, my next question I want to ask you basically, what interventions or strategies are available for autism behavior or support? Um, where, where do we go with that? Autism must first be diagnosed by a psychologist. Um, They've been thoroughly trained in using the instruments to identify autism. Um, A few years ago, we used to have the classification of Asperger's under the umbrella of autism. That that no longer exists. So now we have uh, mild autism, moderate to severe autism. And based on that particular diagnosis, then we identify interventions to support the child. So um, in terms of interventions, it would mean we, we believe in early intervention services as early as possible. We now know in the literature that we can diagnose these children at 15, 18 months. If we get a child that wow. young, it's amazing what we can do in terms of 
behavior modifications, sensory issues, challenges, speech, or whatever the child may be presenting. So it's like anything else. Early intervention is key in reducing and or eliminating some of those unwanted behaviors. So there are just so many things we can do now to change the course for a child presenting as autistic. Wow. 16 months. I'm blown away. Oh, 16 to 18 months. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) When I was in the Air Force, one of my jobs was basically to assist families with children with disabilities, and 99% of the time we could not find a facility or a resource around a military base for those poor families. They had to travel for hours. Uh, bring all, it brought all kinds of stresses on them besides their regular job. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that mm-hmm. you're bringing your expertise and your team here because, yes, it's needed. It is really needed. Okay. Now, what about diagnosis of mental illness itself? How would you go about handling that? Or how is it handled? Would be handled? Mental health is um, handled uh, in a similar fashion. Of course, early intervention is always best for us to be able to um, to be able to implement um, interventions and strategies, and to be able to change their course or the trajectory of their diagnosis. So we do have um, various means we can be able to assess for mental illness. We do have assessments that we would be able to assess for depression, bipolar, anxiety, antisocial, PTSD, um, any type of trauma, schizophrenia, all of those diagnoses that we do have in the the diagnostic statistical manual that we do have. Um, we are able to utilize those things. Also, we're able to gauge based on, based on observation, based on the symptoms that the clients present with and the prevalence, the frequency, the duration of these symptoms, we're able to diagnose such um, um, disorders. Sure. So now when it, when it comes down to the severely mentally ill or mental illness in general, how is it controlled? What what approaches can be used? Well, sure. We, we do so. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jessica. Um, there's, a ver- there's various ways that we are able to deal with them. Now, I'm going to give a word that a lot of people don't necessarily like, especially in the Caribbean, um, called, something called medication management. We are able to treat sure. those chronically ill with medication. Yes. But also we're able to treat them with, with counseling and teaching them different um, strategies and skills of which they're able to diminish or reduce their symptoms that they experience on a daily basis. Um, so, you okay. know, there's various ways that we are able to address it. Um, but, you know, it comes in collaboration both sometimes with the chronically ill. It comes with medication management along with giving them life skills, teaching them skills to be able to reduce the symptoms. Fantastic. Jessica, that was excellent. Yes. Another thing we, we do um, that is that is so very important, so very important, is for us not to isolate um, individuals who are chronically ill um, as a direct result of mental illness. Yes. We know for sure that yes. the more supported they are, the better off 
they are in terms of responding to whether it be counseling or medication or skill building, whatever it is, we need to ensure that we're supporting those who are mentally ill in our community. I see. That's a now, most. Off the top of my head, I'd just, just like to ask you a question. Where would your center be located? That is, um, in terms of the Virgin Islands, we will have a location on St. Thomas, and we will have a location on St. Mm-hmm. Croix as well. Okay. When we go home for our first stint in terms of our informational sessions, we will identify precisely sure. where on St. Thomas and where on St. Croix. So we're still in negotiation in terms of precise location. Sure. Taking into consideration the travel time that the patients Patients would need to get to the center. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, sure. centralized locations. Centralized, yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, what do you say for individuals who don't want to be diagnosed? Diagnose, pardon me. Um, usually when we, when when I have encountered, and I'm going to speak from personal reference here, so when I have encountered an individual yeah. who, who says, treat me but don't diagnose me, that's because they have the wrong, um, the wrong definition of diagnosis. They've heard it from someone from the community as something that is taboo, something that is, that, that is evil and vile. Mm-hmm. So if if I am to diagnose, then that means something is wrong with me. I'm crazy because that's what we say. They're crazy, and and there is yes. almost like a hands off. We we don't associate. We don't deal with yes. people who we label as crazy. The truth of the matter mm-hmm. is, it's imperative that we diagnose. It's like going to the doctor. Uh, you're sick. And you're telling your your physician, please don't conduct any blood tests on me. Just treat me. It's impossible for him to do so effectively if he doesn't know what the ailment is. Same as mental illness. If we don't know what we're treating, we cannot treat it. So diagnosis is crucial in the treating process or the management process of mental illness. Sure. When we come back, I'm going to ask you to talk a little bit about medication, but I want to reinforce the number. If anyone at this time of the day would like to call in before the show is over, our number is 845-277-9247. Again, that number is 845-277-9247. Give us a call if you have questions or comments. And even at Tensibunio, you've been... Treated well, and it's you. You're recovered. By all means, we'd love to hear from you. So let's come back now to the issue of patients or individuals who don't want. I said patients by habit. I should use the nomenclature of individuals to make it more normal life. Is that correct? Can you repeat that, sir? Sure, sure. I was about to ask a question. I was saying patients. And I caught myself and said, should I use the term individual to break through the barrier? Individuals, I'm sorry, as opposed to, it, it's it's a bit sketchy for us. We did not hear the entire question. Okay. I'm sorry you're having trouble with, the, with that. One more time. I just wanted to make the differentiation 
of the use of the term individual versus patient. I happen to use the word patient on habit, but is it better that I stick with the word individuals? Yes. <laughs> individuals, uh, clients, they're more of a healthy um, connotation. Yes. When we refer to as patients, yes. it sounds the message that someone is sick. Well, well, yes, it's a mental illness. However, we're all about well-being. Yes. So everything we do, we attach to a sense of well-being. So I, I like individuals and I like clients. Okay, very good. Yes. So now the question is, what would you say to individuals who don't want to be on medication for the rest of their lives? Um, well, what I would say to those individuals, it first and foremost, it, deter- it depends on their particular diagnosis. For example, if we're talking about an individual that has a chronic diagnosis, um, the course of medica- uh, the course of management or treatment should i say is usually medication management along with um skills and counseling in order to be able to reduce their symptoms however um we do have some individuals who tend to want to use it when their symptoms are high and to get off of it when they feel a lot better that's just like um, the doctor yes. just made mention of. You can't go to a doctor and say, well, I don't want a blood test. It's the same concept. If, in fact, you have high blood pressure, you're not going to say, I'm not going to take my medication every day. Because if you don't, then your blood pressure will be sky high. It's the same thing. With um, psychotropic medication, they are able to keep your body in a homeostasis level where you're able to function at um, optimum level, whereas you are able to to function and deal with individual, deal with life stressors so that they will not become overwhelmed. Now, I know there are some individuals who don't necessarily like to hear that, as I mentioned before with the whole medication management piece, but it's sometimes crucial sure. to, to treatment to keep them in that, um, that balanced level. And... and as my, my assistant um, director just, just explained, very, very important, even for, even for us to gather accurate information from an individual who is um, presenting with some erratic behaviors. We cannot begin the process of even assessing for a diagnosis unless we're able to really get that person's emotions and behaviors under control. And at times, that's the only way we can do that is by medication. Now, is that the first thing we go to? Absolutely not. We believe in a holistic approach, especially with our targeted population of children and adolescents. I like to exhaust every single every single option available to me before we even consider medication. We only go to medication when it's absolutely necessary in the treatment of the disorder. Sure. Now, we run out of time, believe it or not. But before we go any further, I'd like to ask you, is there any way that our audience can get a hold of you if they have a question or two? Yes. Um, they can reach us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page called CW 
Educational Behavioral Center. Our website is www.thecwcenter.com. Um, all of our information in there, including our emails and phone numbers. Fantastic. You can be reached on Facebook and on the website. Very good. Okay, to continue the question then, basically, either one of you, how would you eliminate the stigma of mental illness in the Virgin Islands? Well, um, first and foremost, as it relates to mental illness, as the doctor said, we definitely want to make mental illness a common word. We want to de-stigmatize uh, that particular term and to be able to educate individuals so that they are aware that it's not something that's taboo, that it's not something that they need to be ashamed or afraid of, but basically to be um, embraced and so that they know exactly what they're dealing with. We want to be able to have individuals reach out for treatment and maybe um, assistance with services ahead of time. So we want to educate the churches, we want to educate communities, hospitals, fire departments, all these stakeholders that encounter individuals on a daily basis so that they too are aware of how we can reduce um, the stigma and uh, increase awareness for mental illness. Fantastic. Now we're down to our last minute. Because I ask each of you in 20 seconds or less, give the closing thought. We are excited and elated to bring this collaboration of services to the Virgin Islands. We are all about effecting okay. change and affecting change. It's a collaboration of special education, early intervention services, as well as mental illness. And we're looking forward for the community's participation on the week of July 9th. Please come out to our inf- informational sessions and share your concerns and what services, what other services you would like to see us provide in the Virgin Islands. And we're looking to collaborate our efforts with organizations who are already on ground doing some of this work. And we thank you all for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. Great. You're welcome. We're just about gone. Okay, check our website for posters and information. Thank you, ladies. Thank you very much. We're out of time. So long for now. And we'll see you soon. Thank, Thank you so much. You're welcome, ladies. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 